0: You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of February 21st. Sorry, we're a little bit late. 2021, episode 181.
1: This time we mean it.
0: From that blustery city by the Salish Sea, I'm AJ Barsay,
1: And straight out of 98226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, recorded indoors in a comfy environment, AJ and I are going to be talking about the technology lessons we learned during this lovely pandemic. Won't you join us for a spirited conversation full of mirth and merriment with masculinity and manliness yeah i'm in in my m's today this is the bellingham podcast well chris i do like
0: this new studio selection i love gotham city and the hearth that you have on the tv how you doing chris
1: <laughs> i'm doing just fine you know guess what uh ladies and gentlemen i there are times when I don't want to be outdoors recording <laughs> from a distance. And so I'm like, AJ. AJ goes, what, Chris? And I go, AJ, come over to my casa. Uh, I have a wonderful little YouTube video of uh, a scene that uh, is of New York in the 1940s to help set the chill mood so in other words i'm doing good how about yourself (laughs) not bad i like
0: the fact that you did separate the chairs six feet away that's kind of funny of course i don't (laughs) mess
1: around with the covid and uh and oh by the way uh our, our our thoughts are with all those who are scheduled to be vaccinated, who have been vaccinated and who are hoping to get vaccinated soon. Uh, We'd love to be able to see you without your mask on and see those things in your teeth from what you ate during your lunch.
0: Ah, those good old days.
1: Indeed. Let's do some housekeeping
0: housekeeping. So, uh, I mentioned several episodes back that, uh, the Bellingham podcast and our precursor show known as Bellingham podcast, media tech will be entering into the public and creative commons domain. And as of this week, ladies and gentlemen, InternetArchive.org has the full roster from zero all the way
1: to uh, last week's episode. Anyway, that is insanely awesome. Thank you for the work that you did there, nerd boy. Uh, I do appreciate that, and the fact that we are now immortalized, uh, cryogenic frozen like Han Solo on the Internet Archive. Uh, Carbonite! (laughs) Carbonite, that's it. Um, So happy that we have this option available. So therefore, when podcast apps decide to take a face plant, you could still have a place to listen to my baritone, your alto, I believe. Sure. Uh, Tones and talking about technology from way back in 2016 (laughs) from whence we started this. Uh, Got a couple links to where you can find BPM Tech And this current monstrosity known as the Bellingham podcast in our show notes. Drink the decaf that you have brought with you. Uh, Also, funny fact we're approaching, AJ and I are approaching, and here's going to be part one of part two of our self promotion uh, campaigns. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching five years (laughs) of this. Unbelievable little project where I wanted one episode. Five years I only. warned you. I warned you. I know. March 1st, 2016 is our anniversary. Oh, uh, shucks. Uh, partner. Indeed, man. Half decade of having to listen to my friggin' voice on the terrestrial airwaves on 102.3 FM <laughs> yeah, KMRE. KMRE.
0: They're community powered and community streaming at KMRE.org.
1: <laughs> That's right. We're very uh, happy that they are streaming <laughs> our show mostly Saturdays at 3 p.m. Yes. And we're lobbying to get it uh, every other half hour during the during the week. Day, but you know, the d- negotiations are still going on. AJ, what the <laughs> heck are we talking about?
0: I think it's just you and me, yuck, yucking, but uh, no. So, we're going to be talking about what tech has taught us during the pandemic, and you and I have talked about how the pandemic has shifted a lot of our workflow and a lot of how uh, our clients interact with us and such. And we're just going to be talking about the, the technology and how our life has been modified due to it or caused by it during the pandemic. Yeah, It's a little bit of a different spin. One thing I want to get off my chest because, quite frankly, I get asked this a lot.
1: What do you get asked a lot other than how awesome is it to be AJ Barsay?
0: Well, I don't get that one a lot. Uh, No, so uh, being a pro-photog, and I don't know if if there was an article somewhere in like New York Times or whatever, but I've been asked an enormous amount of times that I can count, even in the last week, Hey, AJ, I've got this insert, whatever your brand make model of camera it is. iPhone, Nikon, DSLR, mirrorless, whomever. Can I hook that up to my computer to make it my webcam?
1: oh yes taking things to the next level (laughs) yes
0: i think everybody's uh, i think people have realized like oh we don't have to do this janky anymore we've been doing this for a year
1: i've got a vivitar from the 1980s (laughs) can i make that my webcam
0: uh actually talk to me after five (laughs) so no so i get this question a lot so much so that um like i have peeps in the the nikon community and they have the new like nikon shiny and stuff and so like uh, i put together a post on my blog um So a little shout out, shelf promotion to myself, uh, ajbarstay.com slash pro dash camera dash as dash your dash web camera.
1: Did you Um, catch that? Otherwise, look at the show show notes notes. and click on the darn link. And even
0: in there is for iPhone users. I get this one a lot. Um, Yes, now there are apps that you can just plug in your lightning connector and use an app that is either free or super affordable. And boom, you can use your iPhone X, whatever, um, as your webcam uh, I just want to throw it out there as a centralized source. This, the reason why I'm putting it here on the show is because you can find like The Verge and you can find like uh, Macworld or, or CNET. And they have several articles on each of the different manufacturers. I have it in aggregate with all of the models that I could find. So it's all in aggregate. Just search for your model and read that part of the post.
1: One of the benefits of the pandemic is you have a little bit of extra time to be able to do the extensive uh, a cumulative rundown of all this available to you. Oh,
0: are you kidding? I was doing this to save time. That way I can just send a link, dude. That way I didn't have to take 30-minute consults, man. Like... And,
1: and you can uh, work smarter versus <laughs> and harder in this case. Very good. Very yeah, so good. I just wanted to get that one off my chest. Uh, Chris. Yes. Talk. <laughs> no, you can't make me. Actually, what did, what have I learned during the pandemic? Uh, golly, I, I've i learned a lot as far as being a raging introvert, uh, as a, a number of you are well aware of, working from home is is one, you know, uh, helpful because it's my home environment. I'm very protective of it. Uh, and I have a pretty good, robust wireless network to be able to do my work uh, professionally. However, there is one thing that I've learned, uh, be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. Uh, and, and actually, that is a, the, the song that I'm making reference to. There's a song called "Home Sweet Home," not by Motley Crue that you might be thinking of. Uh, this was actually done way back in the day, in the 1800s, by John Howard Payne. Huh. Uh, it's it's be it ever so humble. There's no place like home. I heard that a lot in cartoons uh, growing up with the Looney Tunes. It was a little snippet of something like that. As they're doing that, uh, it's it's really nice to be here and to avoid the multiple vectors of interruptions uh, that phone calls, drop-ins, overhearing other people uh, other than barks from our uh, from uh, the 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 dog of the manor who you uh, haven't heard just yet but you might uh, I really enjoy this environment just to be able to like for those of you that had uh, silence there that was me just being quiet. That is something that has really fueled my work and I've never realized in the 20 plus years that I had been in office, dude, (laughs) nerd, Uh, how many distractions I would encounter during the day. Oh my goodness. I get so much done here in the office. And I found out that holds true when I head out in uh, outside of the house to to get work done. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Tick. (laughs) So I I guess I have a a tick to pick. Um, So
0: this watch geek has uh, is currently double wristing meaning that i've got my my analog baltic on my left wrist and a digital garmin on my right
1: digital garmin now this is we got to talk about this for a second because this is not a, a watch that's owned by any of the big five no. tech companies
0: no so so and this came out of uh so i think certainly for the last five years i have kind of uh poked fun or and or Um, Had some fairly strong opinions, uh, some of them loosely held, with uh, regards to wearables. And recently, because the temperatures have been bloody cold here in the Northwest. It's
1: darn chilly in the Northern Hemisphere.
0: um, Maybe not as chilly as Texas. Uh, Hopefully, they're doing all right. But, um, no, so, uh, again, being Captain Get Out and stuff, um, using my iPhone and, and, you know, teaching my son the great outdoors and stuff. Time out. Sure. Let's
1: specify what kind of iPhone you're using uh, right now. The OGSE. The OGSE. What yeah, does that stand for? Original. This is the version one for how many years ago four, this came out? Four. Four. So, over a presidential term Yeah. that you've had yes. this device. Good on you, by the way. Yes. Please continue.
0: Yeah, uh, I did get the battery replaced two years ago, so it it is it is not the original battery, but still non- nonetheless. So I have a four year old iPhone SE, and any any device, I don't care if it's this device or an Android or uh, insert whatever iPhone twelve thirteen you've got. Sub, sub every piece of technology has a working temperature range. Most of the time, smart devices are around thirty two degrees and, and up to about ninety eight ish, 99 ish.
1: Yeah. In in a, in a one summer time I saw for the first time with an iPhone device, Mm uh, overheated. Yes. And, uh, and that was really a shock, uh, to, to see it's like, Oh no, my phone's going to go curse splat. Yeah. But anyway, that was the other extreme to what you experienced.
0: Right, Right. So, um, so being out and about, I, uh, so one of the activities I've taught my son to help with, um, gps and location understanding the, the the area that he lives in is we started doing geocaching anyway i thought it would be something fun as a throwback for, for me and my son we go out and i had my I mean, we were out for a fair amount of time about an hour or two and my battery got down to like 54 percent. your iphone battery my iphone battery and it just it, it was out it was a brick um plugged it into like an external battery pack and it would not Charge because it hit that that threshold of of temperature, so that got me thinking of of get, looking for another device. So I looked at wearables only from the 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 thing of I wanted something that had GPS, and when it becomes the thawing season, when I'm captain, get out on top of mountains at you know 6,500 feet, I wanted an ABC watch, which stands for altitude barometer and compass, um, where you have that on hand so you don't have to carry said devices.
1: It's not a beautiful Casio in this case.
0: Um although Casio does make an ABC. Uh we'll
1: get anyway. So sorry um, man, I I derailed you go hashtag back. watch fam. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so,
0: so anyway, I uh I wanted that and I also wanted the ability to um have GPS that is going to be reliable because I do go out with my son and if I cannot trust that the device that I'm using for navigation, and yes I do carry a compass and I do have trail maps, but I like having redundancy. If I can't rely on my phone, then it's 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 a foul tool in my my bag. So um, I did a lot of looking. There's a lot of different companies out there. Yes, there's the Apple Watch. No, I did not go with it because operating temperatures are a problem
1: and a potential low jack of following you wherever you go. That's me. Yeah, that's on me. Not saying uh, you know. Now that I've just offended virtually everyone <laughs> who listens to our show. Go on.
0: Well, I mean, okay, beyond the low jack aspect, but also battery. Like, the fact is, you still have to charge that once a day. Like, if you More really so use it. More so, depending on what you use it for. Right. And that's the thing. I use the stuff. Like, I, if it's a dive watch, it goes under the water. If I take a smart device of whatever sort, if it, it has to survive in a bag, okay? Um, so, anyway, I looked at Garmin because uh, Garmin is a known thing. They make very robust uh, devices and they have a lot of their devices that go by military spec. So as we've said on the show many times, if it's good enough for our servicemen and women, it's darn good enough for us. So uh, I looked at them. Suunto is another one out of Scandinavia and uh, a few others. Casio actually has one as well. But um, I went with the Garmin Instinct and uh street price is about 300 bucks you can buy them used like i did for about half or a third of the price in good good condition and it's an always on screen because it's black and white um it is a smart but i'll use a lowercase s smart watch in regards to you. you can get notifications and you can have well that's about it um
1: well this was something that let's stay on that for a second because those notifications are what matter uh no because i turned them off immediately fair enough but to (laughs) every other person in this world except for us that don't mind notifications for a garmin watch you pointed this out as we were talking about this earlier it doesn't matter if you have an ios device nor an android device that garmin once you connect it or pair it or do the do the uh mind Mm meld bluetooth uh you'll be able to receive your notifications on this watch so it's operating system agnostic yes it, it don't care no garmin don't care neither does honey badger but the best part about it is you can have those silent alarms yes that is a big thing because we you know we're finding this very quiet civil war uh where this country is being divided based on so much media attention and so much uh stuff on facebook you got your ios camp an Android Camp. Oh, yeah. Oh, you thought I was going somewhere else, <laughs> didn't you? Nope. We're not doing that on the nope. Building Out Podcast. No. where We talk about technology. So anyway, the notifications are, are a big thing, at least for, for me, in thinking that could be a really cool uh, tool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So the the first thing that I did is I turned off those because um, I tried it for about fifteen minutes, and actually, you had texted me. You were the text that broke the camel's back. Sorry, man. And turned off <laughs> notifications because I've and I've I said <laughs> this. I'm so annoying. No, no. The fact is, you just you, you were. Uh, Fallout by attrition. No, I, I've said on the show several times. I would not want to have something that constantly nags me on my wrist. Whether it is have you gotten your 10,000 steps or get up and move and close your all that. That's stuff. That's a
1: very good point.
0: Turn all that <laughs> off. I don't like it. Is a device that I am using as a tool. It should the tool should not be dictating to me. I'm not the tool. It is. Do not tell me what to do. I want you to do what I want you to do, okay? So the fact is that Garmin has that ex- those settings explicitly set in so that you can make this whatever you want it to be is great. There's an app so it can gather all of your biometrics. It has a heart rate sensor.
1: A free app for the yes. iPhone or the Android store. Yes. All right, there you yes.
0: go. Um, they've got a suite of apps actually. If you're a golfer, there's a golfing app. You can tie it to like your golf scorecard, and it has maps of different golf courses if that's your thing. That's tasty.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, just just from the and and then I saw as you were checking this out, esports. Yep. E-sports. For the gamers among you. Yep. There's All a right.
0: there's a esports edition of this very uh, watch, the Instinct, where you can stream it through OBS and stuff if you're a live streamer uh what's, i'm sorry i'm old what's obs obs is the open broadcast software it's the ability to i'll uh, get you a bit okay uh, anyway my long story short it's for streaming um the uh you can also there's also a tactical edition for military service folk if you can Hurrah. if you can have uh this type of device in your sensitive areas um the uh the there's a, another one that i was really actually looking at which was the surf edition. Um, the surfing edition gives you tide tables, which is kind of more important up here in the Pacific Northwest when we're near water. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. um, but regardless, um, the basic instinct, um, and there's also, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. The, the basic instinct, Michael uh,
1: Douglas called, he wants his royalty back. It's right. killer, Chris. Okay. Anyway, yes. <laughs> um,
0: the, the only thing that would make this better is if they ever put a solar panel in it. Oh wait, they did. There's actually a solar version of us. So imagine Chris, the Apple Watch, right? That thing, I believe your wife owns one, correct? She does. Um, and probably on her bed stand every once a day?
1: Uh, she usually charges it as we go to sleep. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I haven't charged this instinct in a week. Okay. The, this is specced out for 14 days on just smartphone usage type of uh, workload. If you are a Captain Get Out like myself who's using... Both GPS, Galileo, GLONASS, if you're using the, the different GPS uh, satellites and stuff. You know, I can go five days without a charge, without a problem, um, and doing hours at a time. Uh, those are the type of things I needed in a device.
1: I think you've you've made a really good point for folks to consider something. And oh, by the way, how much was a nicely equipped version again uh to consider as you're saving up cashola for this
0: so so i you can buy these on the secondary market you can buy them used a lot of guys and gals uh flip them because once they kind of get into this camp if they're outdoorsy or even if you're a sports enthusiast if you run this is a great running watch um usually this is kind of the gateway drug street price is 300 bucks used price ranges from about 100 to 150 um the solar a little bit more because it's brand new um, but it's kind of the gateway drug to the rest of Garmin's line of like their, in, uh, the instinct, the Vivo, and then there's the Phoenix, which is the Ferrari or no, I shouldn't say Ferrari cause it's very outdoorsy. It's the
1: Cadillac it, of watches.
0: It's the four, it's, it's the
1: Jeep of watches. Or, or the Hummer, if you will.
0: Nah, no, not the Hummer. Yeah, no, It's not the, that the big People who drive
1: game. Hummers, and we still love them and everything like that, yeah. but anyway, anyway,
0: but regardless, like it's, it is. It's burly as heck. It, and it's, it's a lot more robust, but. Anyway, I wanted to throw it out there the fact that, you know, there are other options out there if you are like me who, you know, uh, want to want a device that has the option to connect to your phone for ease of use. So, for instance, getting maps and you're charting your own, like literally, I'm bushwhacking, like I'm literally charting my own course. Um, and you also want to have a failsafe so that if you need immediate track back, because you got to get the heck out. Um, I've been on plenty of mountains where, you know, uh, also, um, storms, you can, this has a barometer in it so you can set storm settings, which would have probably saved my bacon once upon a time ago. Um, so it is a tool for somebody who wants to be more in tune with the environment that you are in and out. You're not going to be listening to a podcast off this thing. There is no storage for music or anything like that. It is about you and the outdoors, however you see fit. No pun intended. Running, adventuring, etc. So, Chris, if I had to surmise, my ABCs of this ABC watch that yes. I that that the pandemic has taught me is that when, as I've said in the past, like maybe smart trackers aren't the greatest thing, and what are you gonna do with all that data? If you know what you what you will be using that device for, I think it is a valuable tool. And before this pandemic, I don't think I would have come up with that.
1: I, I would see that.
0: Okay, so I've I've rambled on about a, a, a connected um, semi-smart watch tick, yeah, or talk. Or I'm talk. talk, baby. Sorry, talk. So
1: anyway, along the lines of what I learned during this pandemic involving technology, I miss being out and about. Yeah. I miss going to another area just to have different stimuli. And I had the opportunity, to, and I took it here in Bellingham for at least 10% of our numerous shows we have on the Bellingham podcast, I slash we have uh spoken very highly of Cafe Adagio. Oh yeah. That wonderful coffee shop on the corner of the Railroad and I forget. Go downtown. <laughs> it's it's by Casa Pasa. it's by the WTA. Is
0: it, I forget all in one word. Is that the name of that street? Actually,
1: that's a prob that was an application that Apple made and then they discontinued it. Oh
0: God. Right.
1: Anyway, <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey. I like coffee. So anyway, I noticed the people were in the Cafe Adagio and I'm like I'm gonna give that a try. So I brought some devices with me. I had a a a cuppa a decaf cuppa, nice, uh, because I didn't want to get too jacked up uh, with caffeine. But what I what I noticed, it's a little. Some of you listening may be experiencing this as well when the time comes when you venture out into getting back to the normal that you experienced. It wasn't quite the same, right? So the sounds that one would hear in a coffee shop. Like you can get in the Coffitivity oh, uh, app throwback. or that website for the, the ambient coffee. noise. there wasn't a lot of discussions. There weren't a lot of people in, in tables and things like that. Yeah, having chatting and things. Still had to have the mask on. Still had to you know have appropriate distancing. Um, I just didn't really feel it. And that's not the fault of cafedagio staff. They made an awesome cup of coffee for me. I had my tasty treats, and I used their Wi-Fi. And and here's the thing that I wanted to talk about. When you are leaving your home, your home residential wireless to go potentially do work for the boss person, you're going to maybe connect to public wireless networks. And mm. we talked about this maybe uh, a few times in our lit- litany of shows, legacy of shows. But now more than ever, this is going to be something to uh, be considered. I-, I wrote down on my analog notes, oh, man. what are three questions that, you know, you're going to have to ask yourself when going back to a coffee shop. Question one, what am I there to do online? Are you doing, are you reconciling your bank account? A public wireless ad network mm. is not what you want. No. Stick to home for that one. Are you doing work while you're out and about? Okay, fair enough. Hold that thought. Are you going to be doing some light browsing to catch up on your Facebook feeds or other types of things? Fine. Fine. But you know, keep in mind, there's something you may want to have just as your little security uh, sentinel in the background. Question two, are you connecting a device from your workplace to a public Wi-Fi network? If that's the case, if so, are you willing to have the conversation with your boss about getting your work laptop hacked Eek. via the wireless network? Because, oh, by the way, there's a lot of smart people out there and a coffee shop provides... Uh, excellence in their coffee, they may not provide excellence in the security of their wireless network. Just saying. Yeah. Cafe Adagio, y'all are cool. I digs you. but anyway, I'm you know. Yeah, using them as pointers. You're of gonna get your work laptop stolen or damaged due to the coffee potential coffee spillage on one of those diminutive-sized tables meant for just one coffee cup and a phone. Not a 17-inch laptop, burly, and an external mouse that you're going to be you know, clanking around as you're trying to do some work. Think about that if you're bringing business-related devices into a public setting. And the third question, do you really need to connect your personal mobile phone to that public Wi-Fi network? Now, most of us, I would imagine, have a five gigabyte monthly quota for data. That seems to be the average. I don't. Uh, well, because you did the... Checking and you aren't an avid Instagrammer, poster, picture taker. Oh, well, I am one of those, but well, not, not for Instagram. But from your phone to upload for yes, social yes, media. Yes, I'm yes, yes. I'm just, yes. Do I need to conditionalize and clarify everything for you, AJ? <laughs> yes. Stop it. You're making me get a little ramped up. Anyway, do you need to take your cell phone and connect it to the wireless network to do what? Still stick with the cellular network unless you have some serious things you got to upload that i think would be three questions to ask yourself that might be a, a reasonable you know thing as you're using free services but then there's the the one uh, security ace up your sleeve and that's called a VPN. We've talked about a VPN, virtual private network. I've talked about a number of them out there. I want to make mention of one. A new one. <laughs> uh, well, they've been around new, for a while. Yes, new one new, that I've mentioned. A new one to the show. Because it's like every time we do
0: the VPN game, I feel like it's like, okay, we've done Nord, we've done PIA, we've private done Internet Opera, Access. we've done, oh, okay. And now yes. we've got?
1: Molvad. Uh, <laughs> Mold like warm cider in bad mm. rhymes with rad. So this is a VPN, virtual private network company based in Europe that... If you aren't familiar with what VPN stands for or you don't want to deal with all the nerd reasons why, and I'm not going to bore you with that, consider this. You can stick your toe in in the public wireless security pool for about six bucks a month. And here's what happens. You go to Moldbad VPN site, and I got a link to it in the show notes. And for the love of AJ's awesome decaf coffee. Drink. Drink. You go to their website and you don't need to sign up with an email. You don't need to provide any personal information. There's a big green button. It says, click here to generate an account. And what happens is it'll auto-generate a 16-digit number. Hmm. When that time occurs, you take that 16-digit number and then you can click on the other button that says pay for a month or a monthly fee. Credit card, PayPal, whatever. Bitcoin. You can, Bitcoin. They take cryptocurrency with a 10% discount. Or you can even stick some cash in an envelope, put a stamp on a lot of stamps since you're mailing it to Europe. But for the most part, you can mail cash if you are that paranoid. What I'm thinking is, why don't you go to a department store or a drugstore or some other kind of grocery store, get a prepaid card. So it's not even tied with your personal estate. Get a $10 card. If you really want to be cloaked. Yeah, exactly, or just to try this out without any ties to your personal accounts or anything like that. Use that prepaid credit card for one month of VPN. Whoever may be in a black hoodie, and I, oh, by the way, folks, I wear a black hoodie every now and then, and is monitoring that wireless network for other activity, you're connecting to a Seattle server in a private, secure, encrypted manner that if you do decide to check your personal email on a web browser, they won't see what you're seeing. All they're seeing is you're connecting to a server in Seattle or, or Dallas or Fort Lauderdale or wherever, New York, LA. This is a way to protect what you're doing on a public, public wireless network environment. But it was still nice to go to a coffee shop. <laughs> if, I, if, if,
0: I could, if I could literally do a a hard, uh, a short press espresso on what you just described. Hit it. Real simply put, because so many of us have spent a year doing everything online, we have interwoven so many different systems, both public and private and business and whatever. When we do get to go back to our coffee shops, you may want to change, like Chris has described, your uh, connectivity proclutivity because you have so much more of your data tied up with you than you did before the pandemic
1: be exclusive have exclusivity yes. in the connectivity there we go of your productivity i can't throw down a beat as fast as you can okay <laughs> That's all good man i'm cra- i'm high on uh caffeine uh anyway just something to consider because we've gotten used to being at home where we trust our environment talk Talk well, you know what it is, Chris. It's TikTok time for quality assurance—that favorite bit that I love to do. Yeah, the quality assurance uh, portion of our show, the in which—how do you describe it?
0: Oh well, these uh, picks were selected by you, by AJ Barsay and Chris
1: Powell for your quality assurance. That's right. Sticking with the technology uh, motif of what we've been talking well, about—that's kind of this episode. I do not like distractions on web pages. Shocker. Uh, yes, but there's—I've uh, talked about RSS in previous episodes discovered a pretty cool website called commafeed.com two words scrunched together commafeed.com it's a free account they describe themselves as a bloat free rss reader cool you go to this website you set up a you bookmark the page you paste the rss Uh, syndication feed of your favorite news site or another website that you go to you only see headlines and you only see the description of the article and if Hmm. you really are interested in it you click on the article there you go less for your brain to have to assimilate in advertisements i really like the interface of comma feed it 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 harkens the days of ye old google reader if i may invoke a term from the or such. The second one I want to talk about out of three uh, is a URL shortener. And a lot of us are used to bit.ly. Yeah. Uh, there's a new one called Anonish, A N O N I dot S H. And pretty much this is a one person uh, development. And whoever that person is, he or she, tip of the hat, basically pop in a URL and you can assign a customized URL extension to put after a-n-o-n-i dot s-h slash oh by the way if you happen to type in a-n-o-n-i dot s-h slash bham pod b-h-a-m-p-o-d you'll get a redirect to the bellingham podcast website. it's a great way to be able to shorten the amount of characters people have to type with their thumbs to get to a particular website and oh by the way it is a no logs usage uh, website, they do not track what you are uh, forwarding to. Right. It's just a very simple redirect site, something to check out. Cool. Not sure how long it's going to be re- remain. These links may not last 15 years, but what on the internet does, other than the Bellingham podcast, podcast. on the internet internet archive. archive. <laughs> and then finally, I'm doing a shameless self-promotion. By cracky, I've had 30 episodes of my solo project. Hot niggity dog! Uh, the Canvas Insider. So I am a Canvas Learning Management System admin. I talk about tips about uh, everyone's favorites, LMS, if they know what's good for them. But I also include other technology tips and public service announcements. announcements for those of you to better your relationship with your online life and as a professional. So I got a link to the Canvas Insider. It's available on any podcast app of your choice. And uh, I've done 30 episodes. I'm proud of it. And I'm not good at shameless self-promotion. So there you go. Yes, but I am. Here's what's <laughs> nice about your show,
0: dude. Okay. <laughs> Tell Is me that about you, my eyes. You... <laughs> Okay, where a lot of podcasts are like the flavored drink that you spend used to spend $8 on, the decaf, high-fat, low-fat caramel macchiato, save the whip on, on a sesame seed bun, whatever, whatever the, it was, <laughs> yes. okay? You're more of, largely because those podcasts are gregarious like ours, but they go on and on and on for like hours on. And your shows on Canvas Insider are the Espresso. It is finely pulled, You've got it well paced and scripted, and it's short, sweet. Um, I, I think, rarely go over six minutes. I was gonna say it's. I was gonna say seven minutes is. I think the average. Yeah. You distill your information so that you have a takeaway. In like each a episode.
1: fine whiskey to sip on. Uh, I'll,
0: I was bringing more case uh, whiskey, coffee,
1: whatever. And oh, and oh, by the way, should you be interested in checking this out and you want to listen to an episode, lower your speaker volume. Because oh, by the way, <laughs> the I guess intro. <laughs> it's for the metalheads out there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, those are my uh, three. Exactly. I'm very proud of that solo project. The Bellingham podcast is approaching 200 episodes. Yeah. I hope to one day be able to get to, I don't know how many with this Canvas Insider. AJ, what is some quality assurance you want to talk
0: about? So my, my, quality assurance for this tech centric episode it has to do with audio and uh largely because i had a few questions come up recently um you know if what's a good not headphone uh or earbud like option but what about a portable speaker yeah, um, a portable
1: a portable sound uh resource.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I had one person ask me it's just like uh, cuz they'd listened to the show and they 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 looked up your UE UE booms back in the day.
1: Oh, yes, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, but
0: uh, you know, the new version of it's quite expensive. Oh yeah, um, but it cranks. It does, and so I I was asked, like, is there something more affordable that's a little less geeky? And I'm like, well, funny that you should ask. Anchor Soundcore Mini, yes. there's a few different versions. The older version um, is about 25 bucks, the link's in the show notes. Drink. And you get about 15 hours on a charge with Bluetooth. It has a micro SD card, which I'll get to in a second, and a radio.
1: That so is can, rather interesting. So you can listen to KMRE 102.3 FM. On the on the, on the the low-powered uh, community channel here in Bellingham, city limits around there. Try to listen to it in Ferndale, and it's a little scratchy. But uh, also, uh, that is in addition to KMRE.org. So
0: what's nice about this little guy is uh, my son has one of these in his room. Because um, when I gave this this option, the immediate response to that was, oh, well, what are your thoughts about the Amazon Echo? And but boy,
1: I, I think all of the listeners, or at least the ones that know us, just saw me roll roll my eyes. To that, uh, the Echo products line.
0: But they were coming from the point of like they could mute the mic and stuff. Valid. Here's the thing that I don't like about the the new Amazon Echoes, any of them, the, the the Sphere ones or whatever, is that you have to be plugged in to use them. With this, it has a battery built in for 25 bucks. That's kind of cool. And if you're like me and you don't like having connected devices, say, in your kid's room, you can have a little micro SD with his or her favorite music. You plug it in and at night, that's what they fall asleep to. So that's my little hack
1: for the the home. Uh, in this case, it was a parent looking for an option similar that I was. That micro SD card is so uh, helpful and so rare in so many uh, Bluetooth speakers. It's kind of like that rare fork you find in the silverware drawer. Ah. Oh, and speaking man. of forks. <laughs> I think we should wrap this up. I got it. I know, it's all good. That
0: wraps up this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, laughing at us, wherever you get your podcasts. Or laughing near us. Or that too. If you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us maybe on a Soundcore mini uh, on KMRE 102.3 FM.
1: They're they're community powered and streaming all over the darn internet at kmre.org. Thank you so much for broadcasting our show Saturdays at 3 p.m. And on that note, as always, I'm AJ Barsay. And for another Palindrome episode, I am Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on episode 181 of the Bellingham Podcast. Last episode, I went off, if you will, on the musical reference train. Oh, yeah. And I made a comment about uh, Jimi Hendrix oh, yeah. in uh, Axis Bolder's Love in 1968, Yes, based on our President's Day holiday. Well, I was it was a little Easter egg, just to see if there's anyone listening that was really into it and wanted to call me on my factual incorrectness. Here, here's the thing. Jimi Hendrix released Axis Bolder's Love on December 1st, 1967. The same year that Are You Experienced got released. So it wasn't exactly 1968, but here's the thing that was back in a day where you didn't have immediate streaming of the songs uh, for Spanish Castle Magic and of six were nine. They ha- you had to wait for the album LP Wax to get delivered to the stores, which might have bled into 1968. Anyway, that was uh, just a little bit of a housekeeping that I had a factual inaccuracy for the same year that uh, the 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 UB UMBH uh, bill came out
0: you were such a rock music nerd I but love i want to be a correct rock music <laughs>
1: nerd anyway <laughs>